Before you listen to this episode, try to be near something made of wood that means something to you or simply feels nice. A piece of furniture or a hand-carved object works. The soundscape featured in this episode is also better listened to with company, so get a listening buddy if you can. Here's the backstory. This summer, associate producer Liz and I exhibited an interactive installation of this show titled Conversations with the Material World. The installation was a part of Sound Scene, an audio festival that takes over the Hirshhorn Museum and Sculpture Garden in Washington, D.C. for one weekend. The work features four sculptures, each accompanied by a narrated soundscape designed with the material, maker, and process in mind. The piece referenced in this episode is a slightly angular wooden arch, about 16 inches tall, made out of walnut, created by Dominique Tutwiler. To see what the sculpture looks like, check out pictures of it on Instagram, our handle is at materialfeels, or images on the podcast website, www.materialfeelspodcast.com. Material Feels is an audio project that explores the intimate relationships between people and the materials they fall in love with. Before we dive into the soundscape of wood, a message from your host, aka me. Hey guys, uh, I've been putting off dropping this episode for a long time. And by a long time, I mean like a month and a half. I'm sure, like me, you've been agonizing over the fact that last month I did not post anything to this podcast feed. And there is the dreaded gap in the production schedule. I had been so rigorous about posting mid-month, every month since February of 2020. What could have possibly interfered with the schedule? How, How could this have happened to me? Have I become a failure? I know you've all been thinking this. <laughs> Actually, I know you probably didn't even notice. I'm poking fun at myself, my perfectionism, and production schedules in general. Life goes on. I've been putting this off for a few reasons. I thought my external hard drive was broken and the podcast was maybe gone. Then I forced myself to take a vacation, which was wonderful. Then a friend who happens to be a two-year-old sneezed on me, and I got sick for nearly three weeks with a virus from hell that, shocker, wasn't COVID. All of these are valid reasons, but the real reason hulking behind all those other reasons is I think I need to be done, and I didn't want to face it. This isn't goodbye forever, but it is an indefinite break. It's not a hiatus. It's not a, I can still post many episodes, though. I'm taking some solid time away from this project because I want material feels to still be a thing, but I can't make it the way I made it before. I have some wonderful interviews that I want to see come to fruition for what I had hoped would be season three. Stories about wax, from hive to hot plate, the art of kokodama, a cousin practice of bonsai, it's uh, working with plants, the gestures and materials that create abstract paintings. I have thoughts and ideas for future audio projects and art installations, and you can be sure I'll find a way to share those things with you. I just can't do it the way I was doing it before. So after spending a lot of this year 
trying to work on season three while also putting out many episodes while also creating soundscapes and coordinating this interactive installation that we're trying to take on tour while also writing a monthly newsletter while also applying to artist residencies while also starting a business to pay my bills and following my intuition launching a clay classroom where I teach people how to throw on the wheel out of my garage turned studio waveform ceramics well, also, well, also, well, also, well, also, that'll do. That's enough. More than enough. In fact, I need to stop doing a lot of this stuff. I feel proud to have created Material Feels and to have stuck with it, evolving and learning for the past two and a half years. I'm grateful for new friends in the audio world, and I've gotten some wonderful feedback on this project. The Material Feels community spans hundreds of people across nearly every continent, and I feel honored that you have spent time and energy listening to what I have to say, and more importantly, that you've spent time with the wisdom of the materials we've covered. I want to produce audio again, but it's going to look different than it did for the first two seasons of Material Feels. When I was making sound-rich documentary-style, nearly 60-minute-long episodes, accompanied by an original piece of music that Liz created, I just don't have capacity anymore. And to be honest, I'm struggling with motivation. It's my dream to continue finding places to show conversations with the material world, the physical installation of this show, where people get to touch the materials and listen to narrated soundscapes in pairs. People can listen together, which I think is a really nice evolution of the piece. That installation features four sculptures in glass, fiber, wood, and clay. And if you tuned into Material Fields over the summer, you've already listened to the soundscapes for glass and fiber. I'm going to be sharing the soundscape for the wood piece in just a minute. And the artist, Dominique Tutwiler, will actually be at our show. Um, we're having a show at San, in San Francisco at Yerba Buena Night on October 8th from 6 to 10 p.m. So if you're in the Bay Area, I would love to see you there. After the show, in mid-October, I'll release the last soundscape featuring the material that started it all, clay. Until then... Place yourself near something wooden or woody or wood-like. A tree works too. Uh, and have a listen to the soundscape created just for a walnut arch. Pick up the piece in front of you with both hands. This curve started out as a flat plane, transformed with careful geometry and nine cuts. Press on the surface of the wood. Tap your fingertips, make some noise. Your touch reverberates through the arch, through the natural grain, as well as the remixed trails of growth that Dominique has sliced apart and pressed back together. Close your eyes and feel rather than measure, the distance between the corner in your left hand and the corner in your right. Rotate the curve. Feel the center of gravity shift. Open your eyes to place the piece back down on the pedestal and close them again. With your fingers, 
Read the angles on the crest as they rise and fall, like waves or sand dunes or rock formations. It is the language of geometry. The woodworker is fluent. They speak it to move the conversation beyond what is to what can be. Two-dimensional becomes three-dimensional. A flat plane becomes a curve. What curves might you create? In the woodshop, stay aware of your body in relation to your material at all times. If the cut is wrong, the angle is off, or something slips, you could seriously hurt yourself or maim the material, wasting it. Focus, focus, focus. Your fingertips dance along the surface. Your hands run along the varied ridges of a live edge. Your wrists flick, brushing away leftover dust. Your eyes, fixed on the place where blade and material meet, watch a cut unfold. Focus, focus, focus. The decision to make a cut is slow. There is checking, double-checking. Run your finger down one of the outside grooves. These lines are an intention, a permanent path, a commitment. Next, feel the crinkly sawdust spread out around the piece. The tiny particles of walnut that were split apart when the grooves were made. Pick up a pinch and feel them between your fingers. Let them fall back down to the pile. Turn your attention to your hands, the lines that crisscross the skin. Trace the grooves, the scars, the blemishes, the smooth parts, the chapped parts. What choices led to these etchings? How have you shifted the geometry of your own surface? The ebb and flow of the wood grain is the record of this walnut tree's life. Each layer is potent, lived experience. The closer the lines are, the tighter the grain. The tighter the grain the slower the growth. The slower the growth, the stronger the material. The lighter parts indicate seasons of growth, while the darker lines signify the slower seasons. The rhythm of rest and renewal. Layers of growth also hold very specific information. Climate conditions this tree experienced. Pests, natural disasters... We interact with wood every day in a range of forms, from trees and buildings to furniture and cooking utensils. What's your relationship like with this material? I spent time with a walnut tree in the backyard of another life. I hung a hammock underneath that tree and would lay there on quiet days, watching the lime green leaves fluttering in the wind, 
more delicate than the leaves of their eucalyptus and avocado neighbors. Like a kid looking up at a mobile, I was mesmerized by the currents of wind in their halo. I no longer call that place home, but that walnut tree still stands in the breeze, breathing with the seasons. Folks indigenous to Huchen, an unceded Lishan Ohlone territory where I lived, fostered walnut groves for thousands of years before. These trees are life-giving. A tree's lifespan varies depending on the species. Walnut can live from 150 to over 250 years, up to 10 human generations in one being. In one lifetime, we're lucky if we get a taste of five. Our parents and grandparents, our own lives, our children and grandchildren. Even then, we might only get a decade on either end. My hands on the surface of this walnut's heartwood, I think of all those I call family and the wisdom and love of ten generations saturated in one being. Think about the place you currently call home. Run your mind over the interior spaces you love best. The smells, what the light touches, your favorite spot to sit. How does heartwood, the vertebrae of trees, support you there? How does it bring you relief or sustenance? How does it invite you to rest or hold the things you love. How can we return that embrace? Material Feels is produced by me, your host, Catherine Monahan. I'm an artist and audio storyteller based in Oakland, California, living on a lonely land. I'm originally from New York State. I've got a background in art and a lifelong love for the material world. Our associate producer, Elizabeth Elise, produces original music for each episode and crafts our underscores. Sounds are also sourced from freesound.org and MSFX.